Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly, spanking clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then blue bump the glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I imagine you're going to do it. your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to another week of Bye the Bye. Yeah. I'm Bradford. I'm Angela. And we are here with two sexy, smart people. Mm-hmm. But uh, we didn't give them microphones. So instead, you get Kobe <laughs> and the gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that's uh, yeah, yeah, something, yeah. something here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> Walk around in the summertime saying, how about this heat? <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Uh, all jokes aside. They are the sexy, smart people that we have invited once again back on the podcast. It's, they're becoming so much regulars that we're going to start having to pay them. Um, Wait, we don't even pay ourselves. <laughs> Just for clarification, I'm the sexy one. He's the smart one. <laughs> no, nobody ever doubted that you weren't the smart one, baby. <laughs> Oh, Which no. one of these two is going to be the smart one? <laughs> it's not going to be the gentleman. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm a little bit abusive tonight, uh, but it's out of a warm, loving place in, mm-hmm. in my heart. Mm-hmm. So. It's just like deep in the cockles of my heart. <laughs> deep. Maybe even in the colon. Deep. We don't know. In the cockles <laughs> of my heart. Uh-huh. So what do we have coming up? September 23rd, we have the next Pendulicious Pendulum Party at Our Secret Spot. If you want to get your tickets, look at www.oursecretspot.com.au or you can go to our website, www.bythebuy.com.au and go to events and you can find a link through there. Do we know what number Pendulum we're up to? 20. <clears throat> Give me a moment. Dude. Okay, now I'm gonna drag it out because this is kind of entertaining. Is it the, the girl from Ipanema? The girl from Ipanema. The girl from Ipanema was called. So, I, I will say that's you. That's you. Hang on. Also, I will give myself a little pat on the back. 
because at the last pendulum party, when we got up on stage and we yes. did the whole welcome, thank you kind of thing. Welcome and fucking you. <laughs> uh, Bradford looked at me and he was like, and this is pendulum. And I was just like, I think it's 24, and and it, it was 24, so now oh, we're, shit. the, the wow. next one's going to be 25. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Pendulum is turning so, 25. Yeah. Quarter yeah. of an anniversary. So it can, it can now rent a car with yeah. better insurance. Yeah, I'm just happy that I knew actually where we were without having to look it up. That's well, impressive. But I looked it up, and we, the next one's 25, so we're nice. good. We'll have to do something special. Yeah. I need to talk to Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, and then October... Oh, come on. You're there. You're there. You're, you're good with the dates now. You got it. 17th? 30... <laughs> 35th? <laughs> the 8th? 53rd? You're holding your fingers up. 8th? I thought it was 35th. <laughs> There's not He's a... reading left to right. Yeah, that's fair enough. You're right. You're October right. 35th. I'm in, I'm in Australia. I got to go. 53rd. Austra- October 53rd. <laughs> it's a leap year. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, (laughs) I'm clearly not the smart one. So pretty. On October eighth is the erotic ball that we are very excited to to go to. If you want to get tickets to the erotic ball, again, uh, you can go to our website through the events page. And then coming up in November, the seventh through the ninth to fourteenth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, nobody put Bradford in charge of dates anymore. Why are you doing the Escape to the Tropics with <laughs> exclusively RHP? Look, all you have to know is you don't put your vacation time based in on what I'd say. <laughs> or you do and you'll get some random days, you know. Hey, you know what? Take that time for yourself. You've earned it. You deserve it. Just take the time. Oh, my God. Look, don't judge me. Fuck off. Uh Yes, at this point we may not have any any seats left, but you can be put in uh, if we don't have any rooms left. We do have at this point we have one room remaining, but yes. when this podcast releases, we may not have any. Who knows? You can be put on a wait list. Yeah, uh, and yeah, just like me waiting to be upgraded on all of my flights, <laughs> it may never happen. I could be honest. It just or it you might. Be, it might. It might. It might. No. It's not happened yet, but mm. someday. Mm. So. Um, <laughs> What are we talking about tonight? Well, nothing too serious. That's well, for sure. yeah. <laughs> well, we, the gentleman was just defining a word for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does etymology mean? Et- etymology is the study of ants. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Treebeard. <laughs> I don't know. What does et- entomology mean? Etymology. Entomology is the study of bugs. Insects and bugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Etymology is the study of words and the origins of those words. See, we so know. what's the origin of you entomology? Just you're not the sexy one, Dave. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> what is the etymology of etymology? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people don't realize this, but et is Latin for language. Language. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Go. I just said that. All oh, on, damn it! So, you said it with such um, grace and poise. Yeah. I would have believed it. Yeah. Uh, officially, etymology is the study of the origin of words and the way in which their meanings have changed throughout history. Ooh, which I think is probably what we're really going to focus on is right. that change throughout history. Okay. Yes, this, in some cases. 
this podcast all stems from a question that happened on our Discord chat, which if you haven't listened to the podcast before, <laughs> if you have listened to the podcast before, you're like, oh, God damn, this guy's talking about Discord again. Look, our Discord people are amazing and we love them. And sometimes they 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 inspire us yeah. to make podcasts. And that's where this one came from. And to learn and to better ourselves. Yeah. Someone asked a question, which was, what is the origin of the word queer? And we were like, what a brilliant question. We don't know. Let's do some digging. Mm. And so we started doing some digging. And then Angela, I mean, because Bish, she got, a, she don't got a shovel. She got a backhoe. <laughs> and she started looking up other words. And this whole podcast became what it is. If you want to be one of those folks that inspires us to become, you know, you know, better, better and <laughs> etymologists and start digging up other things. Uh, you can join us on our discord, support us on patreon.com, www.patreon.com slash by the Bob podcast at any level. And you will get a link to be in the conversation with us. So without further ado, I mean, a slight backwards there, uh, but it's funny because you say that. And if a lot of people ask like what I do and I'm thinking like, you know, for work, et cetera, my default simple one word answer is scientist research. However, I'm now thinking maybe I should make that researcher because I love to research this shit. You're and, a researchologist. Yeah. Like this is, this is my wheelhouse. This is what I enjoy. This is what I do. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. We're going to go with that. So in that house, Angela's got this big wheel of research and mm -hmm. she gets in it like an oxen and she like puts the bit in her mouth and she takes her shirt off and her <sighs> boobs are all flapping around and like as boobs do. I don't know. Uh, well, and that's, like, that's how she thinks. She holds on to She does. She them. holds yes. onto her boobs <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to spin this wheel. And yeah, so next thing you know, the wheels and, and you know, like she's I'm like, imagining there's someone tied to the wheel when she's been <laughs> <laughs> when I say that when she says her wheelhouse, it means that people are tied to the wheel. And she's like, yeah, you want this wheel, don't you? I'm picturing one of those big wheels like prices, right? Like yeah. how you like, spin those wheels. Yeah. As <laughs> they say, big wheels keep on turning. <laughs> Proud Mary keeps on burning. I, I'm just more picturing a rude Goldberg machine that has people stuck on a rack and getting hit with floggers every time you spin the wheel. Like, Angela pushes like a domino yeah. over yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, it, it goes. and it ends up with getting flogged i'm okay with this <laughs> me too keep spinning that wheel okay so yeah so that little he wheelie wheelie wants it oh, oh god fuck. okay and that oh. sets the tone for the podcast <laughs> but yeah so this all stemmed from the the discord listener who asked about the etymology of the word queer and there were some things posted at the time on the discord chat but then it got me thinking, like, that's such a great thing to talk about is not only the word queer, but other words. And so we've, I say we, I've put together. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we've had anything to do with the research on this. It's the royal we. <laughs> right, right, right. So I, I slash the royal we have put together a list of words. And then I've looked up what the etymology is of them. And I've tried to consolidate because there's, I mean, there's a lot of, you know how the fucking web is. There's so much information in so many different places and you get bits and pieces and whatever. So I've tried to consolidate it all down together into something that is cohesive and makes sense. We'll find out if it does or not. <laughs> Ooh, challenge accepted. <laughs> but we're going to start not with the word queer. Oh, okay. Are we going to save that to like somewhere later? Uh, yeah, yeah. Somewhere right, later. Right, right, right. Somewhere later. Right. Whatever. Yeah. We're going to start with kinky. Ooh. Mm. All right. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Kinky. Kinky. I am going to make a speculation that this has okay. to do with the Knights of the Round Table and like chain mail. Sir Kink. Sir Kink. <laughs> Sir Kink's a lot. 
<laughs> I am Sir Lancelot the Brave. I am Sir Kingsalot the please fog me. <laughs> it's Sorry, actually just, it's actually much, much older than you think. Is it like Jesus said it? Oh, it began I, Wait, I think it's an Egyptian term. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I think it's four thousand years old. And mm. it was a carpenter that built things crooked. <laughs> it's like Jesus. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, shit carpenter. It stands for shit carpenter. Oh my god! Look at here comes Sir Kings a lot. He was a carpenter's son. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't every, mean he knew anything about carpentry. Every single dresser he builds, <laughs> shit just rolls Roll right on the top. top. Yeah. All right, um, no, tell us more. It began in old Icelandic. Okay. okay. Nearly a thousand years ago. Are those Norse people? No, they're Icelandic. They're Scandinavian. Aren't those Norse people? No, that's from Norway. That's Iceland the is the different Iceland place. is off the coast. Is that why it's called Norway? Iceland's yeah. an island. You know right. this, right? Oh, Iceland, like Reykjavik. Yeah, yes, like Reykjavik. Yes. Well done. Green Geography stamp there for Bradford. Kentucky school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number one, this is 50% my podcast. <laughs> Dude, 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 we're only at the beginning here. This might be more than one podcast, folks, just just letting you know. <laughs> okay, so um, tell us more about Norway. Okay, okay. So we began in Old Icelandic. Oh, Iceland, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My attention span is not that long right now. Nearly a thousand years ago. Okay. So the the beginnings of it, how it came about was the adjective kikna, K-I-K-N-A, which means to bend backwards or sink at the knees. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So then it went through Middle Low German, which I will admit, side note, I only learned about Low German and High German when I actually went to Switzerland. And I was talking to people there and I was like, wait, there's different Germans? Because in the U.S., we're just not fucking German, right? No, there's Low and there's High German. It's like Southern U.S. and Northern U.S. So this went through Middle Low German. (laughs) Middle Low German. I mean, as you do. Okay. Uh, And the word there was... I'm going to, don't, don't judge me on pronunciation whatsoever. I'm going to do my best, but I will spell it. It was kinka, which is K-I-N-K-E. Okay. Into Dutch, kink, as you expect, K-I-N-K. And that's where it came to mean to twist in a rope. So it's like a twist in a rope. Oh. So that came about ultimately from the Dutch. And then in the 1600s, the English borrowed the word from the Dutch and you they stole. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the, the English don't do anything. They never borrow a shit. Oh, uh, excuse me. These words are ours now. We will put them in the British Museum. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So when the English English stole did you say it, English. <laughs> English. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Okay. You're so pretty when you fall apart. Okay. No, I can't stop laughing. It's not even that funny. The tears in your eyes are so different. I'll say otherwise. Uh, that's going to the discord <laughs> yeah. um okay where was i here we go okay <laughs> <Stop laughing. laughs> okay 
So in the 1600s, the English borrowed the word from the Dutch. And again, they were referring to a twist in like curls in thread, rope, hair, etc. So they basically expanded that twisting and curling to other things besides just rope. Uh-huh. So they, I mean, loosely borrowed and basically stolen and then expanded upon. Uh, and then in the English Oxford Dictionary's earliest written example of the noun kink, in English, it was from a 1678 edition of the New World of Words, which was a dictionary compiled by Edward Phillips. And in it, it says kink, K-E-E-N-K, in navigation, is when a rope which should run smooth in the block hath got a little turn and runs as it were double. Right. So, okay. it's, so, so yeah, something so that's it, no longer uniform. Yeah, that's right. Something that's not working quite as it should. Yeah, and so it's bent over, it's bent doubled, over it's, it's, it's got a twist or turn twist, in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then in the early 1800s, the word kink took on other f- more figurative meanings, including an odd notion, so like a mental twist rather than like a rope twist, right? Uh-huh. An odd but clever way of doing something. And one of the earliest examples of this is from... 1803, a letter by Thomas Jefferson that says, should the judges take a kink in their heads in favor of leaving the present laws of Louisiana unaltered? Ooh, okay. That's very interesting. Yeah. Look, and you know, a lot of Australian listeners won't know, but Jefferson was a kinky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Thomas Jefferson was the second president of the, no, the Third. Third president. Sorry, Thomas Jefferson was the third president of the Kentucky United school and again. That's hey, it. fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Um, and yes, he was a kinky, rapey bastard. Mm-hmm. Not a very nice gentleman. No, not a, not a good guy at all. Right. So when the adjective kinky showed up in English in the 1800s, it meant having or full of kinks, closely curled or twisted, said especially of the hair of some races. Well, that so. sounds. That, that, we're not going to touch that one. That, that just went to hell in a hat yeah. basket. You do you. I mean, I, look, look. Etymology is not always pretty, pretty politically correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the first Oxford English Dictionary example from an 1844 entry in the Congressional Globe, which was a predecessor of the Congressional Record, is a reference to a black person's kinky hair. And so, in the late 1800s, then the adjective took on the sense of or like the meaning of odd or eccentric. And so the earliest example of this meaning was from 1889 in Sportsman Magazine, where it said, quote, the kinky ones and the worthy ones who play hole and corner with society. I don't know what hole and corner is. We played that at Pendulum. (laughs) (laughs) The gentleman is a pro at hole hole, hole, hole and corner. So is he a kinky one or a worthy one? (laughs) A little from column A, a little from column B. I've done a few holes in the corner. (laughs) That's me in the corner, licking your hole. <laughs> and then in The Longest Journey, which was a 1907 novel by E.M. Forster, it says, quote, this jaundiced young philosopher with his new kinky view of life was too much for him. Mm. So mm. We're, we're starting to change the meaning of kink here mm. kind of in the early 1900s. From a rope was, thing to a... Personality. Yeah. Personality. What if it was yeah. girth or length that was too yeah. much? <laughs> but, but it is very interesting. And you look at that. The original etymology is that it's a uh, a kink. It's a, a twist or a an twist, abnormal. Which is yeah. really not too yeah. different to how we have it no. right now. Yeah, and the because chain it's mail. The, the chain. <laughs> <laughs> but it's no different. It's just a twist on what is the normative. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, yeah. Well, it is still closely associated with ropes. 
Yeah, very much so. There's a and chainmail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ropes, chainmail. Yep. And then in the mid-20th century, so mid-1900s, kink took on a slightly further meaning of a sexually abnormal person, one who practices sexual perversions loosely and eccentric, a person wearing noticeably unusual clothes, behaving in a startling manner, etc. So the earliest citation for this version of the meaning was from 1965 in an issue of Harper's Bazaar. Quote, his phone is ex-directory because of all the kinks who used to phone at 2 a.m. So now it's referring to a person, person. Oh. who has these qualities, right? Yeah, right. So well, we've gone from a rope to the quality is, to the person. Is that the 60s where people were a little bit more open about their sexuality maybe or their sexual yeah. um, more discussion, More discussion around it or... The sexual revolution, the, the sexual right? Revolution. Yeah, 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 there's yeah. more discussion around it, yeah. And even a slight bit before that, the adjective kinky was used to describe someone given to sexual behavior regarded as strange or unconventional. And in 1959, it was used in the novel Absolute Beginners. The quote there is, Susie, dot, 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 meets lots of kinky characters, dot, 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 and acts as agent for me getting orders from them for my pornographic photos. So again, you're starting to talk about people in that regard. And then it came to be of a thing, so like clothing, like provocative clothing and boots, as in kinky boots, we're all very familiar, at least have heard of this musical, Kinky Boots, musical movie, whatever. Sexy revolution, baby. And so in 1963, in an issue of the Annual Register, which is a British reference that summarizes each year's events, there was a quote that it was the year that women adopted the fashionable, long, kinky boot. Yeah. So it's gone through a bit of a history, a bit of evolution there. I don't think it's anything that's really surprising, per se. Yeah, yeah. Because it kind of logically makes sense as time goes on how that word has been. I mean, I guess it's how we do with a lot of words is we pervert them and we take them and we use them in different ways. But it's gone from, you know, describing something nautical, ropes and things, and then you're going to hair and other ties and stuff, and then to things and people and then to lifestyle. Yes, but it's, it's, so it, it's all but gone. But all, all the way it's comparing something from its normal state to its altered state of whatever that may yeah. be. Yeah. Mm. I feel like the base meaning is the same. It's what it's applied to that has yes. changed. Yeah. 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 That's really interesting. I, mm. I think I thought Kinky Boots was an older movie. It actually didn't come out until 2005. But it was still set movie. in the sixties, yeah, wasn't it? So it's I think it's, it's the seventies, early seventies, somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah. Mm. It, yeah. But it's that would make sense then, given the the timing of how the language changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a fun one. Yeah, yeah it's All great. Right. Cool, good. We're ready to move on. You betcha. Well, uh, but now it well, applies well. to so many different. Uh, like what? What would when you hear kinky now? What comes to the forefront of your mind? That's a good alternative question. lifestyles. Yeah. So to me, it's the very end of that evolution. Is it's no longer. The thing, what it applies to the person, it's now a lifestyle, I would say, is what I think of. Yeah, life, yeah. But lifestyle in regards to um, sexual habits. Um, there is a definite sexual connotation. I would, say there's a definite, I would say there's a definite sexual connotation. Yeah, but it's not necessarily always sex, but it, yeah, I can private say that. Private life. Yeah, private life, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. I but, feel it, like but again, it's, it's still something that's... Abnormal. Out of the, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that's... Abnormal compared to the stream, mainstream, compared to mainstream. Yes, I don't see it abnormal as a this is a bad thing, but Mm-mm. abnormal as no, a yeah. So kinky's still alternative, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's an alternative mm-hmm. to the norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you use the word kink and you say, "Hi, the gentleman has a kink," 
I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah. if oh, you say well, that, yes. but well, but this is this is what I find just magical about words because if you say that hose has a kink, I know exactly what you're talking about too. True. Arguably, and, if you the, go and that is the original etymology of the word. You could apply the from same the sentence rope, to and me. It's that hoe has a kink. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you, you don't mean that the hose is a kinky, dirty little hose. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> right. Dirty yeah. but, Actually, but I know it's not normal. I yeah. do. Yeah. I do think that there's something. Um, it's not uh, straight and narrow. That's specifically right. different yeah. between yeah. kink and. Kinky. Yes. yes. Well, one is one is the um, noun and or verb, and uh-huh. the other is the adjective. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But you can say I have a kink in my neck. Correct. And, and you don't think it's a sexy thing. Sexy thing, thing yeah, at I have all. A kink yeah. In my neck. Yeah. yeah. I like it to be put with electrostimulation. If I have a if I have a kink in my pants, <laughs> people will think differently. It's Depends true. on what kind of pants you're wearing. <laughs> yeah. If they're rope pants, they may just be twisted or chainmail. <laughs> I'm going back to chainmail. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. as it, uh, that is an interesting. Yeah. yeah, 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 and I wonder how that word will change in the years following. Oh, I hope it becomes more mainstream and awesome. I do. Yeah. yeah, I think it will because I mean, if we look at how words do change over time, it seems like they do, and we'll get to some examples later where they've changed and and gone from twisted to negative to positive connotations. Mm. And it's, yeah, you never know, but yeah, spoiler we'll hope so. Well, I think I think now if you label yourself as kinky, it is a bit more positive, right? Like. It's, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd I don't see it as a negative. Mm-mm. I think. Yeah, it's, I don't see it as a negative. I'm not sure it's a positive, but it's not negative. The question is: Was it ever negative? Yeah. Was kinky well, ever I used as so. a slur? I don't think. I don't so. think so. No. 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 No, I don't think so. No, either, but it was used know. to describe something aside from the norm. Yeah, yeah but that doesn't correct, make but it bad. But that's exactly what we're rich. talking about. That's the etymology of the original word. The the rope, the very first origin, is different from the norm. Also, it, rich is different than the norm, and I wouldn't see that as a terrible thing. I mean, I, I do think yeah. we should eat the rich, but you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't think that kinky has ever been a slur, though. Yeah. So I would no. say it's not ever been negative. It doesn't look like. Yeah, it's nowhere near as pejorative of some mm. of the other words we're going to go through. Yeah, yeah. No, well, yeah. I, th- I think that there would have been a negative at some point to be to, to the meaning of perverted. No, that's not the word, is that's it? Right. That's kinky. No, but, is it, not but if but if, if if it's like, oh yeah, you're you're a kinky bastard. But is perverted a negative thing? I don't think it is. Okay. Hmm. We agree to disagree. Yeah, I think I think I, at some I, point I, that was. I, well, so yeah, I'm the same. I don't think perverted. I don't think perverted was ever bad. I think either. kinky. But I don't no, think no. you see it as a as a slur. Perverted as the origin of you are perverted isn't negative, but you are a pervert is a completely different thing. True, yeah. especially true. if you say it like that. Oh, <laughs> Put okay, the accent on the wrong <laughs> syllable. <laughs> syllable. All right, what's your next word, kiddo? The next word is polyamory. Oofed. Now y'all are going to have to hang in for a long time here. All right. Well, before we do that, then we better take a quick break. Uh, So if you want to hear about polyamory, stick with us after this short commercial break. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're getting together for a business party or a dinner party or a family party and looking for a game to play, yeah, that's right. All of those, it works. If you go to CuriousHumansGame.com, you can get just the game for any occasion that you have, getting a group of people together and having a lot of fun. It's a question and answer game that you ask a question about yourself, you say true or false, and everybody will predict what they think the answer might be. Will they be right? Will they be wrong? Doesn't matter. It's all about having fun and learning more about yourself and the friends around you. Curious Humans Game, when you go to their website, make sure you use checkout code. By the by, why? Because you will get 10% off. That's right. 10% off of any of their products and they do ship worldwide. So uh, yeah, www.curioushumansgame.com. Once again, we're doing improv. Ooh, I like improv. Improv, yes. All right, what do we got? Ooh, Pippin's getting on this all one. All right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, I need a decade. Uh, 1930s. The 30s. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you asked. <laughs> it was the Great Depression, in case you're unfamiliar. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Okay. So we got the 1930s, and uh, I need a occupation. Aviator. Traveling salesman. Traveling salesman. Ooh. Oh, and he's selling aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> no, come perfect. on. Perfect. Vacuum cleaners. No, that's perfect. Tra- aircraft. We got traveling salesman in the 1930s selling aircraft. <laughs> Do you see that, folks? That's right. That's right. Look up in the sky. Up in the sky. Do you see that? Oh, yes. That's a giant blimp. Look at that blimp. It's amazing. Oh, I can see on that blimp. It says... AdamandEve.com. That's right. AdamandEve.com. And what? What? Oh, my God. Oh, 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 the humanity. Oh, the humanity. The chip is just exploding with sexy, sexy toys. That's right, folks. Sexy, sexy toys. And you can get them right here. Oh, my gosh. If you go to AdamandEve.com, you will be able to get these sexy, sexy toys at 50% off. You will also get six, six, that's right, six videos on demand. Oh, my God. And free shipping. Free shipping, folks, when you use checkout code. By the by, that's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I-O, the humanity. This is clearly the 1930s, and I am looking at Adam and Eve dot com <laughs> where you can get sexy sexy toys exploding and falling to the ground to the ground you'll also get some sexy things thrown in your box as it gets shipped to your home oh it's amazing amazing folks that's right www.adamandeve.com use checkout code by the by b-y-t-h-e-b-i <laughs> that was great it's like Hindenburg porn. It was. <laughs> yes. if, if anybody skips these commercials nowadays, you're a fucking idiot because they're they're just getting Bradford's doing better and better with them. Yeah, yeah. He's upping the commercial game. For the record, the Hindenburg disaster happened in 1937. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> like literally, it was <laughs> when Angela said the thirties. I was like, ah, goddamn. And then traveling salesman, and you said yeah. aircraft, and I was yeah. like, this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All is right with the world. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, <clears throat> etymology of polyamory. Now, seriously, y'all got to hang in here because this is a bit. So I'm sorry. Can you imagine somebody who skipped the commercials and then came back to that? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so, They'll so, just have to go back, back, back. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. So yeah. polyamory is going to take a, a, a few minutes. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, go for it. Mm. Okay. Took me a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so far. Uh, so as you can probably imagine, the actual word polyamory is based on the Greek and Latin for many loves, right? Sure. So you've got poly for many, amour for love. Some will say French on the amour, whatever, but generally, yeah, French is based on Latin, so whatever. So Greek and Latin, many loves. Okay, so the history of it, though, and this is more fun, is that people, and also a bit more sordid, people that were involved in multiple partner relationships in, say, the 1960s, 70s, 80s, you know, kind of that time frame. So much later than you would actually probably expect, I would have thought the word would have come about much sooner. Yeah. It did. Me too. Yeah. So, but people in that time frame were kind of looking for a word to express what a multiple partner relationship was, right? Like, so a single word to sum this up, which can be hard. So, one account says that the word polyamory was coined by a member of a polyamorous community. It's unclear exactly who it might have been, but one claim is that the word polyamory came as an outgrowth of the term polyfidelity which Judson Bro Judd of the, I might butcher this, but the Carista, K-E-R-I-S-T-A, Carista group, coined to mean faithful to many. So Carista was a polyamorous commune based in San Francisco from 1971 to 1991. Okay. So they were really important in establishing the polyamory community both in the San Francisco area and then also nationwide because I think it was like one of the first. So Judd, who was the co-founder of Carista, and even Eve, they intended the term polyfidelity to mean closed and committed family units of up to a dozen bonded lovers, sexually faithful, exclusive with each other. So then... So it was a bunch of monogamous people in a family of, that they loved, but they were not related. Right. Okay. Basically, yeah. Okay, okay, okay I can handle yeah. that. All right. So then Janet, who was a woman who lived at Krista for a while, she said that Geo Barnes of Krista, who was also part of this, coined the term polyfidelity during the group discussion, quote, they were looking for something positive to say rather than to use the frequently used non-monogamous term. And so she says that the term polyfidelity became a more inclusive polyamory when Morning Glory Ravenheart, the senior wife of the foundational Ravenheart clan, this gets really complicated, don't worry, uh, Morning Glory Ravenheart, the senior wife of the foundational Ravenheart clan said, quote, came up with the term in the early 90s in reaction to the fact that Carista coined polyfidelity and it included sexual fidelity in your group. Many who were interested in being poly did not want fidelity as part of the form, so they used polyfidelity to describe themselves even if they weren't. This created discord in the community and infighting about what is fidelity, etc. So Morning Glory was part of the group searching for another umbrella term that would include those who wanted to be poly and love their partners but could include those with or without any agreement to fidelity within a closed circle of lovers. Okay. So we're getting complicated and we're getting some infighting in this poly community here. I also feel like when you entered this poly community, they put a hat on you that would be like, 
Well, I'm just raving hot. I'm also interested in it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm also Morning interested glory. in the fact that they, that they also had a Discord chat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay, okay. So then the Ravenheart website cites that the first appearance of the term polyamory was in Morning Glory's foundational quote, "A Bouquet of Lovers," also referred to as "Rules of the Road." which appeared in an article in Green Egg, which was a Ravenheart Church of All Worlds publication. So it's, it's in their own publication, right? So Morning Glory was searching for a simple term to express the idea of having multiple simultaneous sexual loving relationships without necessarily marrying everyone and coined the term polyamory to be both an expression of the lifestyle and a more positive way to express what practitioners had previously labeled responsible non-monogamy a term that had contentiously evolved into polyfidelity. So you can see, the, yeah, there's some confusion as to meanings and things and, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, I, can, I can see that how, how yeah. polyamory yeah. is more inclusive than so, polyfidelity. Or yeah. what, what was the other term? Yeah. Um, responsible, responsible non-monogamy. non-monogamy. Yeah. So the Ravenheart clan also like one, contributed the term monamory or love of one to the polyamorous lexicon to provide an alternative to the cultural conception that monogamy fits all occasions, when in current usage, it customarily refers to steady dating rather than simply marriage to one other person. Mm-hmm. So there's that, right? So we have we have that that version of the origin of the word polyamory. Can I also just interject here yeah, and yeah. say that this is a clear example of what happens when you mix love and politics. <laughs> and morning glories. <laughs> Raven hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's clearly a bunch of people who live in a commune that well, want to argue with one another because they all want to be able to come up with the word. So, yeah, so but are, a, you, are you ready for more of the twist? A, oh, good. Ooh, a, a twist. A polyamory commune sounds great. Oh, no, it sounds great. It yeah. does sound great. I mean, one day we'll have our own, but that's fine. Yes. <laughs> is, is this a M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> style twist? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Is in the end, we were all polyamorous all along. <laughs> okay, so this twist is that in 1992, oh wow, alt dot polyamory in alt dot config. Oh my god, those were fun. Do you, do you all groups. remember the alt days? They're Usenet yeah. news groups, right? Yeah, yeah, man, okay. I got some of my best porn from there. <laughs> okay, right. no, I don't remember. So that. here we go. Oh, so in 1992, sorry. On this, someone says, I propose to form the group alt.poly-amory. It would be a place for people who have multiple lovers to talk about the various problems unique to us. And then there was regarding reasons not to be monogamous in SOC, so I'm guessing social something, dot singles, which is another Usenet group. Uh, serial monogamy is often more risky than long-term polyamory, et cetera, et cetera. So, they, so then polyamory starts being mentioned in these Usenet groups, right? So in the Oxford English Dictionary, there's no, actually no reference in the etymology section to Morning Glory and the Ravenheart polyamory clan. What? Or like group. I shouldn't say clan. Whatever. Um, so there's actually no reference to that. And even though that was supposedly in 1990 as opposed to 1992, the Usenet group. So, um, so there's a bit of like back and forth as to where was the actual first use of the word polyamory. And I'm amazed it's so late, really. I, 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 me too. I thought it was going to be like a thousand years old again, but I would agree. I would agree. But the Oxford English Dictionary defines it as the practice, state, or ability of having more than one sexual loving relationship at the same time 
with the full knowledge and consent of all partners involved, which kind of brings in and references key parts of Morning Glory's phrasing in the definition, right? So it's, it kind of references it, but they don't reference, yeah, they don't say that it's the same. They're also taking it very literally in that the Usenet group is poly dash amorous as opposed uh. to one, right? So it's, so it gets into this whole little, like, it, to me, it seems a bit of infighting and like, is it this, is it that, whatever. And to those people, those groups, I'm sure it's very, very important that like they're credited when they should be credited if they, if they came up with the word, right? But it's hard to distinguish which one was first also because they're pretty close in timelines. But it does look like, like you were saying, timeline-wise, that the word polyamory, polyamorous, polyamorous aren't really used much before 1990, no matter how you're looking at it, which yeah, I think right. is pretty late. Um, well, it leads me to believe fact, that there was another word for it. Uh, th- but this. there was polyfidelity before. And so, but polyfidelity is not exactly the main thing, right? And so, yeah. So anyway, at some point, Jennifer Wasp was talking about how the word polyamory came up like how they came up with the word polyamory in this and she wrote and i guess this was to who was who was asking her about it the author who was asking her but she wrote alan you asked how i came up with the word polyamory the answer is that i invented it from the blue i was having a flame war on alt.sex with mikhail zeleny about the morality of having non-monogamous relationships and A, got tired of typing non-monogamy, and B, it wasn't a good piece of rhetoric to use a negative, hyphenated word to make a positive point. So one night, either in the biophysics lab I worked in or the astronomy computer lab where my lover Greg Lindell worked, in the middle of composing a flame, I decided to make a new word. In the middle of composing a flame. <laughs> I love that. That's right. Uh, It's great to know that the internet has never, ever changed. (laughs) Yes, yes. After a couple of months, I got tired of the flame war and sort of liked the community that was developing around it. So I started the news group. Greg and I politicked a bit to get it widely picked up by sites we thought would find a following. I guess it worked. Although it's been decidedly inconvenient to be that Jennifer at parties, and I've changed my name in part to keep my coworkers and my son's friends from Googling me, as 15 minutes of fame goes, I'm pretty pleased with mine. So I just want to say, with all due respect to Morning Glory, rest your soul, uh, who has, she has since passed away, mm-hmm. and to her for creating this wonderful word for something that we all really enjoy. I'm going to show a picture, and mm-hmm. I encourage everybody to Google Morning Glory Ravenheart. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Let's see this picture. This is her and one of her partners with literally a unicorn goat that right. from the very beginning they oh, yes. were part of the problem like <laughs> of mm-hmm. unicorn hunting mm. and then also if there's a picture of her literally literally with two unicorn goats wow wow oh, yeah wow what are the what are the horns made out of they're goats but i don't know if they've been surgically uh Altered? It's been glued on there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's happening with that horn? That's weird. It ain't right. No. Uh, Tain't right. And honestly... Was that a Tinder profile? (laughs) 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 It was on a subreddit somewhere. And again, with all due respect, because different strokes, different folks, but she does look like she is late for her LARPing. (laughs) LARPing. Live action role playing. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. But 
really, I don't see that the um, the term doesn't seem that late to me based out of the fact that it's come out of modern academia is where essentially it is. Everything okay. that you've mentioned yeah, yeah. is around modern academia. And if you look at the trend through the 50s, 60s, 70s, we started to label everything. Fair. There's lots All and right. lots of labeling going on. Polyamory, and also you have the sexual revolution, which brings correct, back a lot of which that. Which brings back yeah. a lot of okay. that, and it's having an which, agenda and having it a voice, yeah, and which then you requires need to labeling. have language around it that people can understand and, and mm. do. Polyamory as a social construct has been around for thousands of years. There's documents of it in the native communities where there have been polyamorous relationships. Well, as Alexander what we, the Great had multiple partners. Well, yeah, yeah, male, female, and everything in between yeah that was that was the norm and that was the norm and so it was the norm and i think that's um genghis khan had many wives like and yeah and so there's been a lot of examples of polyamory throughout history without having the label or the term and Mm. i think it's just been bred out of academia to put an argument on paper yeah 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 i just find it interesting that there's you know multiple potential origins but there's no real consensus as to where what was actually yeah. first because yeah. usually you can kind of pinpoint at least the start but this is there's just a bit of contention yeah. over that this one's a mess yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah. i want to change my name to morning glory yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, now people is it gif or jif <laughs> also now we know we have the the pretty one the funny one we know who the smart one is, <laughs> and then the sexy one. <laughs> That's you, buddy. Oh, yay. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go to limerence. All right, off All right. to limerence. So since the gentleman doesn't know what limerence is, it is obsessive infatuation with someone, usually accompanied by delusions of or a desire for an intense romantic relationship with that person. It's that first love. It's puppy love. It's right. like when you yeah. first fall in love okay. with somebody, how you can't stop thinking about them for the yeah, first right, six okay. weeks. So it's and, the crush. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you get to the point where you're like, mm, yeah, I no longer care about yeah. you. <laughs> great. I have uh, three seconds after orgasm, is it? It's right. right. <laughs> well, I've climbed that hill and now, oh, good. You're oh, still here. Terrible, yeah. And then Angela rolls over and looks at you and goes, are you okay to drive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get out of my bed. Yeah. 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 Uh, so limerence does not have near a sordid history as polyamory does. Right. It's actually quite simple. It was coined in 1977. By John Jacob Lim? No. Oh. No. 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 I'm, I'm disappointed. Back in your box. Damn it. <laughs> 1977 by Dorothy Tenoff, who was an American psychologist she had a book called Love and Limerence, The Experience of Being in Love. Oh, so she made up a word and then put it in the title of a book to give it validation. Uh-huh. Wow, fucking respect. Uh-huh. And so this concept grew out of, she did a lot of what, work. What in, year was it? I'm sorry. 1977. Okay. Oh, that's the year I was born. Yay. So it's good now. Good. Awesome. Uh, but it, she did a lot of work in the mid-1960s where she interviewed more than 500 people on the topic of love. And that's where this, this idea of limerence came about. I think she was recognizing that stage of the process of love. And she says of the coinage of the term, quote, I first used the term amorance, then I changed it back to limerence. It has no roots whatsoever. It, lo- <laughs> it looks nice. It works well in French. 
Take it from me. It has no etymology whatsoever. Oh, okay. I love it. Well, sweet. Move on. What's yeah. the next word then? I, I love shit like that. I'm always, yeah. I'm always reminded of there's an episode of Archer where they're trying to get a gun or something out of the armory and the guy says something and one of the characters goes, that word sounds made up. And he goes, they all are. She's like, oh, <laughs> and that's true because like all fucking words are made up. So Actually, it's it's quite descriptive, really. It's quite smart because the word limerence has no roots. Uh, God. <laughs> After you have a root, it's not it's limerence not anymore. Limerence. <laughs> Oh my god! That's funny, actually. That's oh my god! Funny. Yeah. Hey? yeah. Am yeah. I the sexy one now? Yeah. 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 See the funny one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, it is so true, though. Like every word has to come from somewhere, right? Well, like Shakespeare made but, up a shit ton of words. Fifteen hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I, <laughs> so Don't much, you hate people like me? <laughs> so much rage in my heart right now. Can you name two of them? Assassination. No. Yes, hundred percent. Okay. And, and Angela's over there googling yeah. it. Fact checking now. <laughs> <laughs> he made up assassination. Correct. The term assassination comes from a Shakespearean play. Wow. And yeah. we're either going to cut this from the podcast, or I'm going to look like an idiot. So I'm going <laughs> to need a new title. But the fact checked is almost in. Uh, ten words that Shakespeare never invented. Oh. oh. I've been done by urban myths. Let's see if let's Looks see if like it's there. Looks like he's the sexy one. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, it was in use for several decades before Shakespeare first used it. Oh, right. so sexy we'll one. cut that. We'll cut that. <laughs> That's fine though. Right, but so no, no, like, no, no, no give me a, don't cut that. Like, it's, give me a word that Shakespeare invented. Because I, as I understood it, Shakespeare may have invented drag, which was a. As a concept or as a word? As a word, because he would write it in notes on the right-hand side of his scripts, and it stood for dressed resembling a girl. Oh. That's I, very cool. Resembling I, a girl. I, oh, wow. I, okay, yeah. I never thought about drag standing for that, but yeah. fuck, that's good, whether I, it's yeah. true or not. I don't know if that's true, but I do remember hearing that Shakespeare wrote that in the... In the sides of his margins. We're going to do quick and dirty research. We're going to go to... Google and just see what or Google Wikipedia. says yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, this is probably the... Um, Was there a question on the get, word B? The, the question you get around Google, because, you know, I've often seen for years and been taught, and I'm pretty sure that assassination came from an English class that I'd taken at some stage. And, yeah, other words that he's got is advertising, amazement, bedroom, buzzer. Buzzer. Yeah, you know, um, flawed. I thought, that, I thought the buzzer was Cleopatra because she made a dildo with bees inside. Lustrous. As yeah. a side note, do you know that that's not true? Yeah. So that is a very common myth, but it was used as a, for us, we look at it as a positive because she had sexual power. Uh-huh. But at the time, it was used as a negative. So that was, uh, yeah, right. it was told a, to make her sound. To, make, to belittle her. To yeah. belittle her because she was so obsessed with sex that she wouldn't. Right. Yeah. yeah. Really. The sh- amount of shit like um, Catherine the Great dying while fucking a horse, yeah. of yeah, course that's, that's not true. Not true. No. It's just so much of of sexual women's sexual history is completely made up to make them sound like sluts. It's yeah, depressing. Right. Yeah, yeah, puking, radiance, torture, vaulting. Well, I thought I thought he made these up are all words. Be, these are all to words be or not that, to be. You know, through. <laughs> yeah, through. Yeah, through. 
information that we've got are attributed to Shakespeare. Now, I'm not going to say that they weren't in use beforehand, but he was the one that put them into print and into play and into common language. Fair enough. Yeah, because it looks like the actual the term drag here um, came to be in, a, I would say, around 1870, so kind of mid to late 1800s. And it was referring to male performers wearing petticoats and the, the petticoats would drag on the floor. So the women's clothing that they would oh, wear would drag the on the drag. floor. Yeah, that's cool. So I'll yeah. also say that according to RuPaul's dragrace.fandom.com, mm-hmm. drag, an acronym for dressed resembling a girl, from which the term drag is said to ostensibly originate. The term is said to date back to Shakespearean times when male theatrical actors would play female roles. Yeah. Which was very, very common. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's hugely common. Yeah. Because, mm. you know, you can't let women get on a stage <laughs> oh, at all. No. No, no oh, way yeah. at all. No. No. Oh, the humanity. The, the humanity. We can't do that. No. Yeah, no. no. Please. And, and I guess this is just something that we... Their brains actually cannot handle it. We know yeah. that <coughs> that women just cannot Can't handle it at all. No. Um, and I guess this is something that we've just got. We live in a modern era of everything being recorded. Like we are right now. He says into a microphone. microphone. (laughs) And everything that we do, we say, we touch, seems to be recorded. Like my Whereas whereas Uh, 500, 600 years ago. Actually, your penis is recorded because you can unlock your phone with it. Hey. Oh, yes. Uh Not anymore because it's no longer my face. It's facial recognition. And I've yet to put googly eyes on my penis. (laughs) (laughs) I have a new goal for the weekend. (laughs) But I know what you mean. You've got to get a little right. Yeah. 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 So... Um, let's just say there were a couple of thousand words put in the dictionary around that time. Mm. Right, fine. Because of Shakespeare's work. But assassination wasn't I, one of them. No, assassination <laughs> is one of them. I, I would not doubt that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh, is that the end for limerence? Yes. Are we yes. moving into romantic love? Yes, yes, we are. Well, that comes right. after limerence, doesn't it? <laughs> well, that will have to come next week. Look, if you started this podcast hoping to hear the definition and history of the word queer, well, you're going to have to wait a week. <laughs> because arguably, I mean, and I think that nobody will argue, we're all here a bunch of cunts. And we talked a lot, apparently. Uh, Didn't expect that, you know, shocker. That's what happens when you have two extra people on your podcast <laughs> of two people. Uh, you, twi- you, talk, you twice talk as much. <laughs> You twice talk, talk as much. Now you're talking Thank you, Shakespeare. Spe- Shakespearean language, yeah. <laughs> to be or not to be, will you be here next week? That is the question. If you can't wait till next week, well, email us, theatomsoflove at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on any of our socials. We are at By the Bad Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, or on Twitter. Hit us up on our website, www.bythebad.com.au. Go to the contact page. You can contact us directly through there. You can also see where we are through the events page. Thank you so much to our brilliant guests, our sexy guests. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I have to admit, they're both a little from column A and a little on column D. (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there? Uh Uh I said my D. (laughs) Uh, We will see you all home next week. Home being, you know, your podcast, uh-huh. our uh-huh. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the by, and uh, say goodbye. 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 